Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You're listening to the Jay Bird Watching Podcast, the official podcast of jaysjournal.com and fansided.com, where we discuss all things Toronto Blue Jays baseball. We'll talk about news, rumors, and game recaps. So whether you're a diehard fan or just getting started with the team, this is the podcast for you. Here's your host, Craig Borden, with co-host Jason Lyons and me, Ken Alfred. You're listening to the Jay Bird Watching Podcast. Good evening, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to part two of this year's spring training preview. We are going to talk all things Blue Jays baseball, and now that pitchers and catchers are officially in Dunedin, Jason, it's about damn time we get to talk some baseball. I know I'm really excited, buddy. There's a lot. There's a lot happening. A lot bubbling. A lot brewing out there. Um, I um, I don't know how much. Again, I probably say this a lot, but I don't know how much you get to see of like Sportsnet, who covers the Jays. Um, it shows a lot as of much stuff. as I would like, but it's what I was interested to see is they were showing, um, they did a whole thing on, um, on the hound, Chris Bassett and how he's, you know, for the first time in three years, he doesn't have to learn everybody's name. He knows who pretty much everybody is. And, you know, he can just sort of exist as a pitcher. And, um, it was interesting to Never hear him talk about it. Yeah, and and you know it's hard when you're when you're moving every single season. So he's excited about that. And the thing that I found interesting, and and that we're going to see how this plays out. He's talking about how you know he can not only now that he knows everybody a little bit better, he can act as a mentor and a um, you know just a, a good clubhouse guy. And he actually said not just for the pitchers, but for the the regular position guys. He's like, who talks to the regular position guys more than the starting pitchers? Like, we're in there all the time. And so now, you know, he's pretty comfortable. Uh, he mentioned the fact that him and Justin Turner know each other. So that's a good thing. And, I mean, I, I think that it's, it's, it's one of those things that I, I don't know how, like, when I was watching the playoffs, I think it was last year, I was impressed at how often Justin Verlander was talking to position players and I mean you would you would have to think that once you hit a certain level as a pitcher that that's what you do you end up imparting your knowledge onto what you know about a pitcher what you saw in a guy's swing without trying to be a jerk to him so you know again you know I I was I was impressed by that but the thing that really was really neat was they were showing Bassett doing some warm-up drills and he's just kind of talking as he's doing these warm-up drills and Varsho I guess has reported as a catcher did you know that so he's there. I saw I did not know that. So they showed him in gear what? and he was standing there talking okay. like he had his helmet, you know, like his helmet on and his mask up and he was standing there talking to somebody. And then in the background, you like behind them, you could see Springer and a few other guys just, just look like they looked like they were maybe doing some long toss or whatever they were doing. But it was interesting to see that from the angle they had, they had a well, a good piece of vision all the way down into the clubhouse and past it sort of. And there's a lot more guys there than just pitchers and catchers, which I think is a good thing. No, we talked about that a little last week that it looks, it honestly feels like the whole team is there. I've seen yeah. every big name that you can. And as far as in a picture here, there, whatever it is, 
I think that I think that says a lot of what they're hoping to accomplish this year. If they all reported before the actual big league workout, which I believe is this Friday. Yeah, I and can't remember off the top of my head, but I think it is. The other thing too, that and, and I found this to be interesting, and, and this was again, you know, because Bassett's really the only one. Oh, and they showed Manoa. Um, they showed a picture of Manoa. He looks great. Oh my God, he looks incredible. Uh, we can talk about yeah. that later. Um, we should put that in the can. And yeah, that's a whole topic. Um, but uh, the the <laughs> other thing. The other thing that that he was mentioning, um, you know, was how Gosman, um, Kikuchi, and Brios, after pitching the most innings they've uh, they've uh, they've all pitched uh, as of last year, they then talked to um, to management and the coaches, and they were like, "Yeah, these guys are the healthiest we've ever seen them. They're using all these tech uh, these techniques that that Ryu and and there's all these Japanese and Korean techniques that they use for stretching and." arm strength building and leg strength building and all this other stuff. And he's like, it's, and it, it, it's incredible. And he goes, when we come down to this facility and it's the greatest facility I've ever been to in my life. So, I mean, at least the Jays are doing those things right to try and make sure that their athletes are healthy, ready to go and, and you know, excited to be showing up um, for poor spring training. And to that point, I think it's funny. You mentioned the uh, Japanese training techniques Every Blue Jay fan in the world will ever think of the previous most famous Japanese player that we had was Monkeys Don't Cramp. Yep. <laughs> Everything goes back to him, buddy. Everything goes back to I him. I love, got to have a Kawasaki uh, yep. Japanese joke in there at some yep. point. But to that point, still one of the funniest comedians we've ever had on this team. Um, Just but to that point, I've already seen a few fun things. I would say spring training proxy from Justin Turner on social media. Did you see him doing the chicken wing challenge at Buffalo Wild Wings? I did. did. I, what did he say? He lost his fantasy. He, he was last place in his fantasy football. And so that's the punishment every year is they have to eat the five death wings or 10 death wings or whatever they are. Um, yeah. I, I mean, and I don't know if you saw this week, but he had a thing where, where it had his bag and then it went down to his name bar and then it went down and yep. he, he was like going through all the blue jerseys and then the white ones and then to the t-shirts and stuff like this. And, you know, like, yep. I mean, these are his colors. Like, I mean, he's he's been in Dodger blue or, or Blue Jay Royal for for a long yep. time. Um, There's that one deviation with the yeah, Red Sox. We won't talk. And then that. his Orioles deb- debut, obviously. Right. Uh, Rob- man's going to, you know, does he does he play in all the AL East teams by the end of his career? Here, I'm hoping, honestly, we selfishly get a chance to keep him as a DH here in the next couple of years. And they've been actually, so far, he's been working out a lot on the left side of the diamond with Bo Bichette playing third base. Um, so I think that if he's ready to come in and play, like we were even talking about, half the games at third base, if he's playing third base and can play it salvageably, you know, I'm, I know he's not a kid out there anymore, but no. to that point, him playing third base right now, I think is more important to this team. When you're talking about Danny Jansen and Kirk could be the DH as well. And some tandem there, you have a couple new people that we just added to this team this week that could very, very well fit that role. If they could get a hot with the bat. And to that point, I just think this team could be better if he's playing third base a little bit more than, uh, you know, part-time, but yeah, I agree Lots. with you there. I mean, we also, I mean, yeah. we, you know, we also really haven't, um, we haven't really touched on the fact that I do feel like JT is probably going to play uh, a, a little bit of first, and we may even see him play some second base. Um, he's played it in the past. Um, I think I feel like the Jays are going to offer up a bit of a platoon in some situations, whether it's Biggio, whether it's Espinal, whoever it is, you know, Schneider, whoever playing two or three or, you know, first um 
So I feel like, you know, what we're going to see is we're going to see a lot of looks. We're going to see a lot of different looks in the games. We're going to see, you know, obviously we'll see Barger playing three. I know Barger can play one as well. Um, I know that um, Palma, Palma Girani, Palma Girani, that was pretty close. Palmi Gianni. That, whatever, what you said, what Craig said, that guy, he plays one, I, he plays I three. Phonetic. I had to look it up. So, I mean, we have a lot of options of guys, you know, and Luke's, he can play one. Um, you know, it's, it, it, I think what we're going to see this year, especially when the latter part of spring training happens and guys are starting to cut down and get moved around. And obviously you've had your sort of four or five games as a, as a starter, like Springer, you know, you don't have to worry about some of these guys, you know, obviously, but when you start to get down to the nitty gritty and you start to be able to say, okay, well, if we can't use you at two, where else can we use you? Because we want your bat or we want this, or we want this intangible. So, I mean, I feel like it's interesting because I remember having this conversation last year and there's a few guys we talked about as, you know, like, like Tiedemann and, and, and Barger and, um, you know, there's a few guys that we were talking about. I don't remember talking about David Schneider. Do you? Like, do you remember saying well, anything? I, about- I remember talking a lot about him, but I wasn't really lumping him in at the third base equation. Right. He can so, there. And yeah. I'd say good on him if he can prove that he's got the arm to be able to handle 3B. Yeah. Um, I mean, but I, I, to me, he's a great second baseman, so I'm not, <laughs> I'm not sitting no, with it. No, no, just, no, 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 no. Go I, for I, it. And to I, that point. Some other teams out there in the majors have uh, lately expressed a little interest in uh, um, um, uh, oh, what's his name? Why did it just escape me? Um, Espinal. Sorry, um, that's a lot. That's what a long weekend at a hockey tournament in Seattle will do to your brain. At some uh-huh. points, it just shuts off. Um, yeah, so pluck, yeah, I mean, heads, I get how it is. Yeah, <laughs> um, but I think that that with Espy, um, there are some teams that are out there looking for a bat like his and a guy like him again. We at this point we almost have too many utility guys. So I mean I think what you've got to you've got to start feeling my notes again, guys. Well, sorry, (laughs) but it's you know it's interesting to me, and I can't wait for some of the games to start. Like I know the schedule came out, and I I was looking, and and the Jays have a lot of decently timed games, but I'm I think I'm going to tape them all and make sure that I look at them all and and just watch them a little bit better and see you know see who those guys are because when we come out of this, I want to be able to have a little bit more educated. you know, look at what we could be looking at. I mean, the other big thing that Bassett and all of the the guys that I've heard talk so far is they don't want to talk about last year. And I get that. I I understand. I would be frustrated too if we, if I had a team that good that didn't get to where they wanted to go. But he, like literally, as another reporter would bring it up, he'd just sort of look them in the face and be like, we're not talking about last year. We're talking about this year. Here for so, this year. So just stop it. Just stop trying to poke the bear. Um, and I don't know if you've seen him, but Bassett grew his hair out a little bit, and he's got a little bit of it's a fun. beard. Uh, you know, I kind of like it. And uh, grizzly, um, little grizzly, yeah, little grizzly. So you know, it's I, I, again. I think we were excited. We were really excited last year, and I think this year we're excited for a different reason. Like um, I really want to see what Ricky Tiedemann can do against major league hitting for an extended period of time. And if they don't give this kid a chance, when is going to be the right time to? I mean, if you if you ever had a chance where you've got Manoa in that sort of flip-flop spot where you may not want to start him every three starts or four starts or five starts or whatever, you know, that's or where you've got... Or hand in a fifth spot. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, it, it's it's it sucks for Manoa or whoever's struggling, but if, if Tiedemann yeah. is throwing bullets, I, I feel like we got to give him a shot this year, good or bad. Good, bad, or indifferent. Let him pitch. 
you know. Yep. I agree. And Nate at that point, we're going to dive into that a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> but we, that, Nate Pearson's a reliever. <laughs> I'm not even thinking I mean, about that one anymore. We, we've crushed. We've crushed a couple of guys that we probably should have utilized more. And I, I think right. my point is, at this point, we took a lot of chances last year on position players. We took a lot of chances on guys from Buffalo. Let's maybe take those same chances on some kids uh, on the mound and see what we get. And to your point, I think those ones worked out, and that's the reason you are having the other conversation here. You can f- go from, okay, we figured out what's going on in our system over here at the major league level. We had some good ideas. Now we can go over here yeah. and figure 100%. that piece out. Yeah. So I do want to talk more on the pitching. That was actually my first to- topic I want to talk about after we get through some of these pieces, but we'll chunk it up a little differently here, seeing you've already steered me in the right direction. Um, Ricky Tiedemann is going to get a shot to break this major league team with the with the major league team this year i, I don't yeah. think there's any doubt in that fact this is the question is can he run with it or are they gonna or is manoa gonna have a great spring or somebody else gonna step up and they're like you know what well, at least we can with Tiedemann, we have the option to leave him down for another couple of months or a year if we have to but they have enough options in this pitching rotation for our deadlock there's no no chit-chatting no. on that you got gossman bassett Brios and Kikuchi are pretty much a deadlock at this point. They all had stellar seasons last year. We're all in the right columns. Jose Barrios refound his form again and got back to his confidence. And now you just have this fifth spot. Okay, right now, and I would say for, for some reason, it's Alec Manoa's job to lose, it seems like, which is odd to me with what happened last year. I agree with you, Jason, flat out that he looks like a monster right now from the pictures I've seen and a little bit of video I have seen. And I'm not going to lie. I love the little like lawn spring hair that I like, even like yeah. what I got going on way you do for a haircut. But to, he, he, he looks like he's taken very good care of himself. He is serious. He wants to come in. And I think he's hearing the revenge tour idea from our podcast and some of our friends on this show that he just wants to take that next step. And, um, I think the one comment that he mentioned repeatedly was you don't win world series rings in the minors. Yeah. He, he said that a so, couple of times and uh, you know, my hope for Alec this year, I, I mean, I, we, we supported him. Like we, you know, we were as stunned as anybody last year when he started falling off. And yep. um, I feel like, you know, as a, as a, a fan group, the Jays fans really stuck with him too. Um, you know, and when he came back for that one game, which I would love one day for somebody to explain that one to me, like why they brought him back for that one. Like, did he have to get one more game to to activate some sort of thing in his contract or something like that? I yeah. don't know. I, I, mean, that was I don't know. Want to do it. But it was it was bizarro <laughs> world, and then he was just gone. Oh, so, 100%. Um, yes. You, you know, my hope for him is that he, if he doesn't want to stay a J, I mean, you know, my hope for him is he can come out of the gate. He can get himself a couple of wins. He can pitch himself in a couple of good games and he can get himself to somewhere where he wants to be and where maybe, you know, you know, being on Canada's team can be tough for people sometimes. And, um, you know, I find it interesting that a guy like Justin Turner or uh, Kiermaier or even Springer back when he came, they were, they were enthused about being on Canada's team. Cause I think in some cases you get lost different in the wrong, rush. Right? right. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. if you're, if you're in Houston or if you're in, in New York or if you're in somewhere where you may not be the A number one attraction, then, you know, you can go to a movie or you can go to the grocery store and have not, have not everyone not be like, oh, my God. But, you know, if you're mm-hmm. in Toronto, yeah, if you're in Toronto, it, 
it's tough. You know, it's the same as especially wandering around the ballpark. Yeah. And, and so I think that, that, you know, if it's, if that wasn't his jam and that was part of, you know, start of what was, was, you know, I, I don't know, but my hope for him is that he comes back strong. He looks good. Hopefully he feels good. And um, we can get a couple of, of strong starts out of him, you know, and get him rolling yeah. through the first part of the season and then see where it goes. He, maybe he turns into a really good trade uh, trade chip. Or maybe he just ends up being an ace again, and we got an ace in our number five spot. Right. <laughs> this is what it is, right? Either way. It's somewhere between those two pieces, right? Mm-hmm. And so, but the rest of that, let's look down the depth chart just a little bit. We had mentioned that Tiedemann is obviously probably the next man up in that equation, or at least has the most that he can prove this, you know, spring training and get that opportunity. There's a guy that I'm surprised hasn't been getting talked about much more. And um, I'm looking down just a little bit further as a dark horse candidate as Bowden Francis. He's a guy that was always a starting pitcher throughout the minor leagues. And he's shown that at the major league level, he can get outs and has some crazy yeah. stuff. I, but, I, I like, I like I him too. I, I like Bowden Francis as well. I think he's, I think he's got a lot of promise. Um, I mean, he is definitely when you look down the, when you look down the, the, the starting line, he is sort of your six, um, but but then you got you know, other guys too on there. Yay Rod, yeah, Yay and Rod. some of these other guys, and it's there's a there's some good competition there for that fifth spot that I'm intrigued to see this spring training because let's say Manoa has a decent spring, yeah, but Ricky Tiedemann or Yariel Rodriguez just destroy everybody this spring. It's, it's going to create some thinking, right? Yeah, I mean, it's it's funny you would say it because I haven't really, like, I mean, you know, I don't just sit around and, and Google stuff to do with the Blue Jays all day, you know, as people might think that I do. But I wish um, I had that kind of spare time. I know. I, I So <laughs> I was just looking at the depth chart. And, I mean, it would be really interesting. Like, I find it very interesting to see, say, what the Jays have at what position and who put this info in here. Um, I think we're all, you know, pretty close on on what you would think, but there's some surprises, like, you know, just some of the people and where they've got, you know, five or six or seven different <laughs> slots in for, but I think that's kind of what we were talking about, but, um, you know, there's it's, enough it's, options where last year, do you remember having options to even talk about yeah, last I know. spring? I know everybody thought the, the rotation was a lock and then you ended up needing Think of how badly we needed a fifth starter there for a bit. Oh, I know. People forget that there was a certain reliever on this team that got way too many starts. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And I think right. we, broke, we broke them. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's, and that's a big thing. Like, I mean, you talk about basketball and you talk about, you know, some of the other sports that do all this load management stuff and they've, you know, they've tried to stay away from it in the, you know, in, in certainly in most sports, but I mean, I feel like you might get to a point where the load management part of it, you know, why not allow an extra pitcher to be included on the roster? Why not even engage in one to take the the heavy lifting off when it comes, you know, the middle of the the middle of the season? You know, like it's it's very hard, and especially at the start when they're, you know, they they've they've maybe got their their a set amount of innings in for spring training, but nothing can compare to what you're going to go into in the first start of the season. Uh, you know, or the first couple of starts of the season. And so, I mean, in hockey, you know, you get all the blown groins in baseball, it's all, you know, shoulders, shoulder and elbow. And um, my hope, and, and, you know, 
hopefully they they have enough people to look at or enough people they want to look at that they they'll they'll stretch out some of these arms in um in spring training and and give maybe even some guys that might not get a start maybe they'll give them a try like i mean you know what's to say that a trevor richards or a, a you know maybe even you know a, just you know there's a few guys in there that might be worth throwing a a, yeah. um, a preseason start to um and then also seeing where somebody like Yerod or, or somebody else can pitch right like like let's throw yeah. Yerod in in the second inning and see how he swims like like could he be a potential reliever if we can't fit him into the top 5 and that's why they they actually interviewed him earlier today and actually asked that exact same question. I this, this is what I did my five minutes of homework before the show. That was an interview I watched, and because I'm just good like that, <laughs> I'm diligent. Yeah, well, I mean, I did not. Uh, so, <laughs> so huh, there it is. So I'm better than you. Got it. I ate a slice. I ate a slice right before we went on air. Yeah. Yeah. So, but to that point, um, they were talking about that, and it's like I don't care. I just want to be. A, I want to be at the major league level, and I want to help this team. Yeah. And to that point, he's happy to do that. And people forget this is also a bullpen that could have Nate Pearson even in it still. Um, there's a couple of guys here that um, I'm looking at on the depth chart here, and I'm surprised that Yosver Zuleta actually is shown as a relief pitcher on the depth chart for the Blue Jays, who he's been a starter in the minor yeah. league level, and he has some nasty stuff. I've actually been wondering when that next step for him is going to click and be something good because the talent's there. He's can't, there's certain pieces that one week it's his control one week it's this thing it's never consistent <laughs> yeah and i really want to see what his arm can do at the major league level i really do um but there's there's enough names like that on this roster that are going to get shots at you know being in the minor league camp and get some extended looks this year and go from there and people forget that we also have zach pop that we lost for the year last year that's another reliever that is yeah. just hanging around <laughs> who has some good stuff or pop, if you will. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it, it, there is a, there is a bevy of riches, um, you know, in that, in the depth chart of the blue Jays and, you know, the other, the other couple of guys that I saw in that interview that I was watching was Jordan Romano was throwing really hard. Like he was, he was behind Bassett and he was throwing the ball really hard. And then the well, other guy I think who he looked, got into Brent Laurie's like Red Bull or something. Like, maybe. Not, the the other guy who was really looked <laughs> good was Tim Mesa. Tim Mesa looked great. Yes. He looks like he's dropped ten pounds, maybe. And um, you know, he was standing there talking to Bassett, and I was like, "Who's that?" And I was like, "Oh, it's Mesa." Yeah. Um, so I'm surprised you know, he wasn't actually on the um, the Toronto Sun did the best shape of their life candidates, and they did the top three for the Blue Jays, and Manoa being number one, Vladdy being number two, and then uh, Alejandro Kirk was number three. What's so Vogel? that's over even like. Are these guys? I haven't seen a picture of Kirk yet. Are these guys going to start shaming Vogel back? Is that the plan? <laughs> Just right. I saw my have been the best tweet ever the other day. You know, sorry X or whatever you call it. Now. Yeah. Um, it said the Blue Jays have the two slowest runners in all Major League Baseball now, and Kirk and uh, we'll go back. <laughs> Kirk and we'll go back. And so let's let's segue into that piece. Uh, the Blue Jays did sign to a minor league deal, power hitter Daniel Vogelbach. So honestly, this is a thing. If you if you look before last season, the Blue Jays wanted him last year, and it would have been a major league deal they would have had to sign him to last year. Because that's what he signed with the with the Mets. Yeah. So 
this year they're getting a no buy-in barely. If he gets the minor league deal, great. He goes into the majors and he'll get the league minimum with that kind of a deal, unless they place something incentive in front of him. But a minor league deal, there is no such thing as a bad minor league deal, especially when you have a guy that is projected to hit 15 home runs right now in 52 RBIs. That's a guy that off the bench, that can mash some righties, Jason. It's a nice problem to have, but he ain't pitch running for anybody. Unlike those commercials I saw for a bit. I mean, that is a glory. <laughs> if you guys haven't seen that commercial, that's a glorious, glorious commercial. Um, yeah. Anyways, you know, Vogelback is an interesting, as much as I was just making fun of him. He's an interesting cat. <laughs> I mean, he, from all intents and purposes, everywhere he's been, he seems to be a real, you know, a real lightning rod. People seem to like him. He really, you know, he's like that, that he almost looks like Mr. Everybody where he goes out there and, you know, he's overweight and, you know, he's slow and he kind of reminds you of everyone, you know, on your softball team. And then he hits one, you know, 480 into the upper deck and you're like, oh, right. You don't have to run if you hit it that far, buddy. But again, you know, I feel like this is part of what the Jays were missing last year is some of that sort of bad news bears quality that, you know, a greasy guy on the bench that they may catch eating a hot dog at some, like, I mean, well, just, extra Vaseline. Yeah. Stuff like that, where it's, you know, it, it, it's, it's part of what baseball is all about. And it was fun to see Chris Bassett, you know, and they were, they were talking to, to, um, to a few of the other guys and they seem pretty loose. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, and I was just watching, um, I don't know if you're right kind of loose though. Yeah. I don't know if Not... you follow, follow Hazel may on, on X Hazel's one of the main reporters yep. for, uh, Love Hazel. Uh, she's got some good video up of, of Vladdy right now. If you want to go to her, um, if you want to go to her, her X, X spot. Um, and, and, you know, it's, it's one of those things where you're, you, you, you start to see these guys are, are happy and they're, they're, they seem to be ready to come to the ballpark and mash. And so, I mean, you know, and, oh, and as an aside, good for Whit Merrifield to get paid, um, He'll probably really enjoy things in Philadelphia and um, they get a great play. Did you see the one tweet that said, thank you, Toronto or something like that? Like, you know, it's like, and that's classy. It, so I, it's, I love it's, with Merrifield oh, and he God. was the little igniter we needed in that lineup last year. And he did a great yeah. job for us, period. And so not to mention playing everywhere. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Which video were you looking at? The one of him hitting in the cage? No, there was one of him fielding mm-hmm. at one and he just looks smooth. He's just he's just rolling through some ground ah, balls gotcha. and really nicely, you know, flipping him to one and and just it, it's it's nice to see, you know, and again, um it, it's 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 hard for some of those big guys to stay in shape. And you know, I, I think you're asking a lot of of Kirky uh, especially. Um, I don't think he's got the body style to not gain that weight back at some point during the year. I mean, you'd be on an eight game road trip and you won't be eating salads every night. I'll tell you that much for free, but um, yeah, just smooth, nice. Yeah. Just nice, smooth defense, um, you know, and good movement. Um, but it's, you know, it's, it's nice to see some just of these guys. Yeah. And, and, and laughing and, and having a good time. The picture above is pretty good too, where they're all, yeah, there's some yeah. more good, you know, like, hey. yeah, like it's, it's <laughs> nice to fun. see right now. So it's, yeah. I think it's going to be a very interesting year. Very interesting. That's an actually interesting bevy of guys right there. Anyway, IKF, Turner, and I think that's Santiago Espinal. Looks like him. Actually, Those I'm not some, sure who that one is. Some snug pants. 
<laughs> yeah, those are almost Robbie Ray type, or not yeah. Robbie Ray. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm thinking Robbie Ray. So I was yeah. listening to yeah. a hockey game earlier. <laughs> uh, could that be Escobar, who we haven't talked about yet? Might, but to that point, I didn't think he was in camp yet. But no, maybe that is. That would make sense. He was a third three beer. Guys, so, guy, but guys anyway. get there fast. Guys get there fast without you knowing about it. Right. So to that point, though, that's really cool that it, um, as far as the Vogelbach thing goes, I wonder if he's in camp hitting the cages already. There's more video on Ricky Tiedemann than I think I can ever count. <laughs> so everybody's so intrigued. Although there is a lot of on Hazel's page here for everybody that wants to get in and get some looks at some people. Um, there's great video on Manoa under the wonderful roof that they have while it was pouring rain out earlier, apparently, today. And um, great um, of Yay Rod, you know, and some verse looks at him. He's a big guy. Yo, like, yeah, just very, 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 <laughs> so. very intimidating. Uh, and I think yeah. it's, uh, you know, I think that these guys are all going to add to a character part of this team. And and uh, um, you know, it's 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 a lot of fun. Uh, and I like that that you know, guys that guys that you know, comparing. I, I just saw a really funny one of an airplane trying to take off, and it said that they flew Vlad, Vladdy Manoa and Kirky out to pick up Vogelback. And they, <laughs> that was them coming back. So, it, you know what? Where's Have some gate? fun with it. Plane, plane gate on that. Where's that? <laughs> Track that plane, Jason. Check that. You talk yeah. smooth, which I am. Well, I see, <laughs> and the big thing oh. for me, and this is very important, like, as you can see, so do you see his back foot is still hopping a little bit? Like that thing needs to get planted better. I mean, Vlad is strong enough to hit it out. Yeah. He should take no hitting advice from me. Let's be clear about Yeah, but that. to that point, he's working on his weight transfer, obviously, and that swing, I think, more than he's yeah. anything. He's trying yes. just to make sure he's planting. I think he's focused on planting that front foot there. Glorious. Um, but to that point, I like where his hands are at and everything, too, because it looks just yeah, get this looks great. started sooner, I think, was his biggest problem last year. And I really still stand by that belief. Yeah. That little bit of being behind was just enough for him where he was being reactive, not proactive on a swing, right? We yeah. all know he can mash, and that's not even a question. But it, it's, it's amazing the little stupid things. And this is exactly, you go back to the man behind me on the magazine back here, Jose Bautista said his whole problem was in his uh, early start of his career he was not getting loaded up and ready for the baseball in the right time yeah and once you started doing that it's amazing right yeah he had a he had a what i feel like was a really lazy really a really big chunk of the season last year where his hands were very lazy and he was hoping that he could rely on his strength to hit balls out and they pitched around him they pitched around his strength and he never caught up to the ball and he was starting to catch up near the end of the year. I feel like he was starting to get a little bit better, but I mean, it was too little too late. And um, at that point they had a good book on him. So hopefully his book this year is a little more scary. Uh, Hopefully his book is a little more, you know, a little more challenging. And, and I mean, he, he, hopefully he takes a page out of the, he would, Vladdy was set up last year to have a really good year. He had guys around him that got on base a lot he had a lot of speed around him. So if he was hitting extra bases, they were scoring. He just didn't. And so, you know, as much as we railed on him or I railed on him or, you know, let's Ken, Kenny's not here. So let's throw him versa. Kenny railed on him. Um, no, I, I mean, it's, you know, it's one of those things where at Vladdy's age and, you know, the money he's going to expect coming out of this season, he has to start performing better regularly. Like, 
You know, Correct. he has to start becoming uh, an Acuna Jr. He has to start becoming, well, a, 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 you know, a Julio Rodriguez. Like, he has to. Or, or, yeah. well, or he's just a sideshow. I'll give you the flip side of that coin. Look at the fun that Cody Bellinger's going through right now. Yeah, I know. And, and I'm sure yeah, there's if teams you don't have another good season. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure there's teams. That so they're if, not going to give you 30-something million a year. Nope. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Oh, but to- when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I, I do th- I do think there's good things coming for Vladdy. I really do. And I like I, I said the I still think the biggest un and this could be the biggest unheralded move of the whole offseason for the Toronto Blue Jays, and that is them promoting Matt Haig from Buffalo as the hitting uh coach up to to be the assistant hitting coach for yeah. the Toronto Blue Jays. Yeah. We know there's a hitting problem on this team and something's gotta change. I'm surprised it wasn't more. <laughs> But <laughs> these are the right moves to make. So now you got you got Hig in the lineup that obviously found something to do with the Buffalo Boys last year. You have Don Maddenly, who looks like he has a little bit of a defined role, a little bit differently this year, more in the offense piece. It sounds yeah. like it sounds yeah. like right moves around without just you know. I'm I'm just shocked that we're living in this world that. Coaches always are the first ones to get blamed, and usually hitting coaches are usually even the first of the first. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> happen. But maybe there's something good going there behind the scenes that you can't see translating. But that next step has to be had at this point. And now you have Matt Haig right there with him. So if something goes continues to go awry, I would assume the next piece happens. <laughs> you got the next. I mean, yeah, I, I think that that. You know, we could we could bark on on what Vladdy needs to do for a month of Sundays. Like, I mean, it's yeah. it's pretty clear. Like, his defense is is okay. Um, his offense needs to be what floats the boat here. And if his offense isn't what we come to ex- you know what we've come to expect in the years prior, then I don't know what Vladdy's going to do. I mean, he's he's then turns into a bit of a uh, like a bit of a carnival. Like, are you just getting him because he's kind of funny and and he laughs in the dugout and he dances and stuff. Well, great. I mean, yeah. if I can do that and get paid 30 million, I'd love to do that. It's, it's, yeah. It's Meanwhile, cool- you got the, the rest of the tandem here doing a good job getting ready. Got Bo and, oh, this was a video with Boba Shet and everybody practicing and warming up, but it's got to reset here. Get back to the beginning. It's a sweet little double play you got right there. Yep. <laughs> and that looks like David Schneider taking the reps there for the majority at second base. Vladdy obviously being the guy at first, yeah. but and that the rest of that was the little gang that we were talking about at third base there a few minutes ago. Yeah. So. And, and, I mean, you know, like we were saying just a second ago, uh, um, 
you know, one of the other guys that the, the Jays just added is, is Eduardo Escobar. Um, now, I, I don't know how much you know about him. I know a little about, bit about him. And the big thing that I've seen from this guy for his entire career, so he's, you know, he's, he's a 12-year pro or, or thereabouts, um, but he has very rarely finished the season on the team he started it on. Um, he's been traded a ton. <laughs> I mean, his yes, yeah, they call him suitcase. But I mean, his yeah. his career stats, his career stats are actually pretty good. Like, I mean, you know, he's he's you. I think your expectation certainly is for a guy his size um, that he would have stolen more bases, but he hasn't. So, I mean, correct. But he's he did for decent average. Yeah, he gets on base. He's peppered in enough home runs over the last few years. There's 21 and 22. He had 20 and 28 home runs. Yep. Yeah. Last year, he only got in 100 games and it was very inconsistent. Um, but between the Angels and the Mets, but that he's he changed leagues. That doesn't shock me. No. And, and I don't think that I don't think the Jays picked him up to be a, a regular everyday player on their no. team. I mean, it's he, no. he's a really good option in case. You know, in case you know, Biggio is taking the team to his to the game in his Ford Focus, and he, you know, him and Espinal and and Snyder and Luke's all get hurt in the car wreck. You know, like he he's no. that guy that can come up and give you a little Swiss Army knife, or you know, you have more third basemen available. Right, that's right. what you're seeing, right? But to your point, I, the ex, the next piece of that is okay, great, you got him on a one year deal, obviously minor league, um, but. It just shows even further the embarrassment of riches we have at infield. That's crazy. Right? Crazy. Even add Vogelbach to that. So a lot of Blue Jays fans are starting to speculate that this is just ammoing up further for a trade to happen before the end of spring training here. And yeah. um, some of our friends over at uh, Blue Jays Nation actually just randomly did an article. So this was actually very fun for me to read right before we went on this morning this evening and uh basically is like four possible trade targets that our new riches at infield could trade for right because <laughs> now you like you said you you automatically have espinal that's in these equations maybe it is a davis schneider it's still the reason you get somebody else in this equation or mm-hmm. maybe some of those things that we were talking about with the pitching depth a little bit translates into something too but maybe something's on the horizon here and they threw out a couple of names here that would fill in some other pieces to where the toronto blue jays and like i said once again i am crediting bluejaysnation.com with this the names they threw out were austin slater of the giants alexander canero for the cubs young talent very very young tons of years of control you know for the well, we're still living in the ballpark. Yep. Alexander Canyaro, uh, like I mentioned. Sorry, I didn't realize I was reading the same name twice. Um, Blake Perkins for the Brewers. And then the one I like, and this is the one that they actually called out too, is if they were able to pull away Stone Garrett from the Washington Nationals, that would be a nice get. Yeah, that would but, be. He's uh, that. I think that would be a tough one. Um but right. you know, you don't What's know that who's, point? a monster. <laughs> but you don't know who's going to come out of out of training camp and who's going to get hurt. Like I mean, this is the yes. whole thing, and that's why this is so exciting, and that's why watching the Jays' footage we've seen so far already, everybody seems to be ready to rock. Where I've heard some reports out of the um, Orioles' training camp that they don't appear, oh. uh, appear to be as you know in shape and as ready Not to jelly. go. 
as they <laughs> yeah as they were last year i feel like last year has earned that team some ego and it may yes. not be the best thing for them and then you've got to watch out for like you know the yankees it's interesting to watch Stroman talk about the Yankees because the Yankees seem to be gelling right now, which is weird. Like, I mean, normally they're a bunch of individuals, but it almost feels like Especially some with of these... no management changed. <laughs> well, yeah. And, and for the guys that they're bringing in, they certainly aren't team guys like Stroman and Soto aren't known as the, you know, as the, they're not carrying other guys' bags from the parking lot to the, you know, they're just not. So, I mean, it's, it's one of those things where you're like, wow, like, maybe the Yankees have just had the crap kicked out of them for so long. Now they realize that if they don't come together, that they're just going to get pumped again. And um, yeah. like, I think over the next couple of days, like there's, there's already some, some stuff I've seen on Sportsnet, and I'm sure there'll be lots of it where they'll start to have some interviews on some of the new guys and some, uh, some more fun. But I mean, it's, it's going to come down to who makes it out of training camp healthy and where those position players need to go. And that may dictate two or three changes because the Jays seem to have, I mean, granted, we know the Jays better than we know other teams. So, I mean, the Pittsburgh Pirates have a, a again, they have a wealth of good players that are very, very expendable. So do the Reds. There's a lot of teams out there that have some, some weight yeah. to be able to trade if they wanted to go get a big name or, or make some, you know, make a move. So, Practice. You know, I'm trying to be as realistic as I can, but yeah, I mean, I feel like there could be two or three deals before, at least before the first month of the season is over based on injury, based on need, based on, you know, whatever it is. And, and you know, we'll start to see what some of these, you know, what some of these young guys who are coming into this and, you know, they're all ego at this point or they're not like, I mean, um, what's his name from the Royals uh, wit Bobby wit. I mean, yeah. That guy couldn't be more appreciative of the fact, the fact that he's playing Major League Baseball. I mean, it's just awesome to yeah. see him. And then you've yeah, got that, what, a twelve-year deal now, something yeah. like that. You've got you've got other people who appear to be coming a little bit unglued as maybe feeling like their star is rising and the team's not rising to meet it. So, I mean, it'll be interesting. It'll be know. an interesting year. And, and you know, the, these guys that the Orioles have, if they if they are uh, attitude ego guys. Um, I mean, who knows what they do with them? I mean, good baseball well, players are exactly. only good baseball players for so long. Yeah. I Right now, I think it's just too many youth things, and they'll figure that out. And it's just they got to figure out who dominates that locker room a little yep. bit, right? Yeah. You know, it's like the Shorzy thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, yeah. It's, you know, and it's give, also, give your... you know, I, I was interested. It was interesting to, to watch. Um, uh, who was I just watching? They were talking about one of the um, – one of the vets running the music in the, in the clubhouse. And the funny thing was, is they had mentioned, you know, what, what are you guys listening to right now? And he's like, Oh, we're listening to a lot of like, like late eighties and early nineties rap, like stuff that I had no idea, you know, like Eric B and Rakim and, and, you know, like, yeah. um, uh, DOS effects. Being and, a full and, NWA or something. Yeah. Else. It, it's not going, it's not going into that so much as it is into sort of yeah. like the stuff that was like Gangstar. Like those are just the came of the, kind of some of the ones that they, they mentioned. There you go. And I was like, it's interesting to uh, me. The Beastie Boys end with Craig over here. Yeah. Like I have, <laughs> I have 12 year old boys and our rap, you know, views are much different. I, I grew up in a yeah. much different you know, I grew up when it started. Like I was, I was very young wow. when rap started, and, and I watched it go through all these amazing things to where it is now. Which is, some of it is is 
you know, just not good. <laughs> it's just really bad. But there are still in general. <laughs> there, there also are still rappers right now that are putting out great music. And you know, it's it's interesting to me when the boys will bring uh, you know an artist to me or bring a song to me or whatever. Um, and I I listen to it because I've I've always been a big advocate of all kinds of music. I love all kinds of music. Um, but it's 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 interesting to see how these vets may have good play in the in the rooms just with the knowledge you know like you like yeah. just just the imparting knowledge on these kids so interest like to that point like you said that's it's that those are the kind of stupid things you do in a locker room to get everybody together and music is a great universal language for everybody i don't care what language you're speaking or yeah. anything like that a beat is a beat yeah you know, and everybody gets into it and gets a vibe on. And I'll give you one on this one. Do you remember when we we were Blue Jays fans as I mean, we were inheriting Yunjin Ryu? Did you see the video of him and Clayton Kershaw doing Gangnam Style in the freaking duck locker room? Ever? I, I haven't. <laughs> yeah, I have seen it before. There's I also was, there was another good one too, where that was um, the, it was like a country song. It was like um, um, Give me the beat, uh, give me the beat, born him my soul. That one, and it was oh, a bunch, yeah. it was oh. like um, uh, like a bunch of uh, you know, like like just the, the whole team was in there singing. It didn't matter where you were from, what race you were, what they were all singing it, and it's like you know, that's it, it, awesome that 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 kind yeah. of a thing can make everybody laugh and smile, and and you know, that's what I love about walk up songs, and that's why. You know, baseball is so unique with that, that these guys get to show their personality in these small little 15 second, you know, snippets. But it's very important about getting a view of what this person is like, um, you know, and and it, it causes kids to go and do research and find out who these artists are. And I mean, it's it's an interesting culture part that no other sport has. Like, there's no walk-up song in football. You don't throw a touchdown and the guy has a touchdown song or no goal yeah. song in hockey. Like, I mean, it's it's unique to baseball and it gives people a really cool insight as to, um, like, I've even, one of my sons even said to me, hey, dad, has anybody changed their walk-up songs this year? I mean, you know, that's, it's cool to ask. We haven't seen and, the ones for our guys yet. Yeah, we don't know yet. At that point, it'll be fun. So, but, it, but like I said, I, I think that if you look at the landscape in the American League East, we are the team that is the most identical to last year. So that to what you were even talking about earlier in the show, Jason, the the Chris Bassett part, he's this is the first time he's had a home to come back to yep. the following season in a few years since he was in Oakland A. That level of comfort, especially with the group that you're with, and knowing that if you screw up, then the next guy up is going to help you. Those kind of things. Yeah. All those silly things, or just the fact that oh my god, Bo's really killing it right now. I should really step up my shit. Or yeah, whatever or it even, is, right? Even it's just having the same... These things. Chemistry. Yeah, having the same roomie. Like, like Bassett's going to yeah. have the same roomie this year as, as he did last year, I would assume. And so that yeah. gives you more comfort on the road. You know, it's, it's finding your spot on the plane. It's finding your spot on the bus. It's finding your good spots in the Dougie. And, and now not having to reestablish that or walking up and having, you know, like like Vladdy standing in your spot and be like, damn it. Now I have to move and go somewhere else because I'm not going to ask him to move. Right. So it, it, he's now established himself as a part of the team. And I, I think that that speaks volumes to, you know, sort of where a team can get comfortably just, just with just the talent that they have and the guys that they have, there's something about being together for a number of years. We've seen it with Vladdy and Bo. Right. We've seen it with Biggio and Vladdy and Bo. We've seen it with the guys who've been here for a while. Um, 
you know, and it's, it's galvanizing and it helps. Right. Yeah. But it's about pushing each other at the same time. But to, it, and just having all these cultural things is laid out, done. Don't even have to think about it. To your point, that's the difference between what you have with a, with with us and the Orioles right now. The Orioles got to figure this shit out in the next few weeks yeah, and get into that click. Outside of the guys that are returning guys, you got Corbin Burns, you got all these other young players, the Halliday, you know, <laughs> all yeah. those things. And I think those guys are all going to make the big league club, but that's a pecking order thing that. Hasn't fallen into place yet, right? Yeah, I mean, it's 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 interesting, and you know, hopefully, maybe next week we can start to to dive into what's up we're seeing from some of the other teams because it's been pretty tight lipped up to this point. I haven't seen a lot. Um, I guess we get I get to see a bunch of Yankees stuff because Sportsnet tends to follow them a little bit more. Um, and I, I can only, I, you know, like I get what I get. I, I don't have time I live to in Yankee sit country. I get too much shit right. about the Yankees. So, yeah, well, I mean, it's, you know, I don't know how it's that, that yes network just blows my mind. I, I, I can't believe they're allowed to operate the way that they operate. Like they're so the biggest Homer network I've ever seen in my life, but I mean, it is yeah. Yankee, you know, it is the Yankee sports network or whatever it is, but it's uh, yep. entertainment. Um, yeah. I don't know, man. It's going to so, be an interesting year. Yeah. So anything else you would like to add in Blue Jayisms at the point before we get into some of our goofing around here at the end of the show like nope. we've been doing? Uh, just in case I anybody... Say it. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, just in case anybody see it, didn't see it, Randall Gritchick signed with the um, Diamondbacks, you know, uh, tip the cap to a guy I always liked as a Blue Jay. Um, he's been kicking it around a little bit, but he had a good season last year. So hopefully he can do some damage down there. Um, and, um, you know, it, it's it's it'll be interesting and and we see you guys popping in and popping out during the the show here if you come in by all means like we want to hear what your comments are about this and sometimes we see it after the show and you know sometimes it's not easy to get it in live or whatever but just try and make sure you're dropping us the things because the next couple weeks here are going to be wildly interesting as it seems some of the teams in the american league east are sort of coming apart at the seams um but and then we have some interesting things you're just segue points, my friend. You're giving me fun. So we actually have some interesting guests over the next few weeks, including the vice mayor and possibly the mayor of Dunedin to talk Blue Jays baseball and Blue Jays spring training culture and whatnot. Just the fact that they're super excited to have the Blue Jays still in Dunedin. There was a time a few years ago before the upgrades to the ballpark, the um, wonderful new sports complex that they have. That is, as you mentioned earlier in the show, Jason, Hands down, just incredible level of stuff. Um, we're going to get that inside scoop here on Jaybird watching on the 4th of March. So that's going to be something interesting that we're going to have here. Um, Mark your calendars. I don't know if it's going to be live, but we will have them on the show. That's the one iron detail I'm trying to figure out right now. Awesome. Telling the pros and cons to each, but we will have them on the show. Um, I'm just going to say that's the government fund. I want to make sure that they have a comfortable platform to come in and talk to us on um, because we're horrible, you know, per- people like that and don't talk and talk things outside of baseball. There's things outside of baseball. Oh, Jason. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I don't know. Not much. <laughs> politics. I don't get that. <laughs> um, we know gov- dugout chemistry. We don't know politics. Nope. And I'm Canadian, so, so it's even worse. I mean, we're we're that. barely in politics. <laughs> so as far as it goes, like I said, we got some fun things going on like that for Blue Jays baseball here on Jaybird watching that. I want to make sure that you all get a chance to chit chat and talk to us about. So to Jason's point, join us on the chat on whatever platform you're happening to. If you happen to have a TikTok, 
please give us a follow at birdwatchinggc because as soon as we get a thousand followers on that we can be live on that platform and make it that much even easier for you if you prefer that over instagram or any of the other places ah. that we're obviously shooting do you live for so we're that close we need some little extra help on our brand new platform with tiktok so Speaking of TikTok fun, you want to start talking baseball bloopers? Yeah, always. I, you know, you, what you've made me do, Craig, and I, I, I like this about you, is send me I, some. I've now gone back and started to look for some of my favorites because there are some real beauties. Like there, even the one was it last year or two years ago where the um, where uh, the 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 Astros went to turn two and there was nobody at two. And they just sort of underhanded the ball into the outfield, and they all looked at each other uh-huh. like, "Well, that's never happened to us before." <laughs> like, like, just it's, God, I love baseball. And Jason, as you're looking for these things, I'm looking for this dumb baseball culture shit. I don't oh, yeah. care if you found a clip of the Philly fanatic, you know, goofing around with Jose Bautista, which, by the way, is a great video of him. Yes, it is. <laughs> so, well. I don't care if it's things like that. I got a couple of stupid ones here, including an all-time classic. If baseball fans have not seen this one, you're not truly a baseball fan until you see this one highlight because it is the epitome of all things that could go wrong in your day on a baseball field. Yep. So I wanted to show – I had some fun in the outfield this week. Excellent. So I have two outfield clips here. One is the not-so-home run and one that turned into a home run. So let me get the thing queued up here. But like I said, and the baseball fans, if you have cool bloopers you would like us to chit chat with, please send us. We just post it up here on on um, and have a nice little talk to it. So this is Marcel Ozuna not quite figuring out where the ball was going because he's, as you're more than well aware, he's one of the best outfielders of all time, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> so he thinks this thing took off like a rocket, and wait for it. No shit. <laughs> I, and then the best you know part what? is it actually bounces over the wall. The, the best <laughs> part is the guys action. behind. When wait till they show the clip where he's on the fence. Watch the guys that are in the bullpen behind him because they can't figure out what the <laughs> hell he's doing. They can see the ball and they're like, yeah. "Why is he? Why is he on the fence? That's going to be ten what feet in the short. world." Like, yeah, he's not fence. hurt. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, he's no. not hurt. That is no. that is pride. That, that is full on emotional. Ouch. He has. <laughs> Full, he has pulled his pride there. Yeah. Because this oh, is what he so was good. honestly, if that ball was going, he was in good position <laughs> to get that ball on the wall like that. It was oh, a hell of an athletic so perch. Okay, so watch the guy behind you. Watch the guy behind The Dodgers guys are just watch, like, watch. He's like, <laughs> smiling. Look, he's smiling. He's like, he's never, never getting there. The funny thing is, he actually almost comes up with it after all that. He missed it like by like what? Uh, missed it by that much. Few, few inches. Yeah. About a baseball length of ball, uh, no. But that was a no fun, no go. Yeah, you can't walk that one <laughs> off, buddy. You, you, got, you, you gotta cover your head in the sand. Oh, it's so good. Uh, Kike Hernandez has got to be a stand on that second base, going. What Laughing. just happened? I bet she's howling. <laughs> what? A, so how good. about that? Now I'm gonna go back and do my Mel Allen. Right? How yeah. about that? Yeah. <laughs> So, but that's the first one. So that's a great one. 
like I said, as far as things go, I I, I got to give him props that he got up on the wall yeah. and did exactly what he yeah. needed to. Because at that point, like I said, that is a hell of an athletic move. But then go, having the literal oh shit moment yeah. of having to turn around and get it. That, that, I can't even imagine what would be going through your head, Jason, if that was you on that wall and then realizing the ball is like at least seven feet behind you. So a good I couple mean, of meters. You got to. It, it's the same as like I've seen a few. Remember. Um, uh, the the guy for the Jays that hit the inside the park home run a couple years ago against uh, Boston, um, Tapia. Who is Ta- Tapia, Romeo Tapia. And the, the, the center fielder, <laughs> the who's pinball. a decent center fielder, takes two steps in and he's looking and you can see him. He's like, I need somebody to tell me where this ball is. Like, uh, And it there lands a good, like, 25 feet behind, feet him, behind him. right? And he doesn't even try and run. He is so embarrassed. He doesn't even try and run to get it. The left fielder has to run all the way over into center field and pick it up and throw it in. And he still hasn't moved. He just gobsmacked. So, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's. Yeah. And to find irony party ended up being uh, teammates with Tapia at the beginning of the next season. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Too good. What's clip number two would be the, yeah. Clip number two would happen to be the basic, the hot, the hot shot off the head heard around the world, because this is the one that turned into a home run. Jose Canseco. Whack. <laughs> do you know how much that would hurt? Like, honestly, uh, do you know how much that would hurt? Like, he's barely, he's, I don't know what his head's made out of. I mean, it's probably mostly cocaine and steroids, great. but, um, you know, like, he takes that thing, you know, it's, it, it's a full, I've been hit with balls in the, you know, like, like home runs or, you know, I got hit with a home run ball or a foul ball at a baseball game at a Mariners game once. And, I mean, it's unbelievable the amount of pain that 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 I felt with that. And you know, he takes this right off the dome. Oh, it's it couldn't have yeah. happened to a nicer Here's guy the best too. Right? In baseball, like, got it, yeah, got it. And- no, don't got it, Jose. <laughs> Almost more like Jose B there. Yep, right off the right off the clacker. Yeah, you're a ding. I just can't believe it hopped. It, it hit him perfectly because I don't. You 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 bounced the baseball off of the you know, ground, the pavement, anything before. How hard is it to get a perfect 45 degree like out of a bounce like that? It had to go at least five feet off his head to get over the wall. I mean, you know, Jose is probably six, three, six, four. And that goes right off the top of the dome. Look at the, look at the distance this gets. Yeah. Look at that. It hits perfectly. And then Um, it hops. That is, that's a solid I'd like to see we get a to the top of that wall. Could we get a physicist on to break that down? Could would that be possible? Can we get somebody from <laughs> MIT to come and, come and break that down? <laughs> and we'll go to the play by play. And then here's the physics with oh, Jay Bird watching. <laughs> good lord, that is so good. It gets better every time you show it. Yeah. It's too bad yeah, that it, and the funny thing is to me, think about this way. How many people do you think actually saw that in the ballpark? Because this is the old Cleveland Indians ballpark. And we're like, no one was there. How to get over the wall? Yeah. <laughs> Look too <laughs> high. Gonna catch it. Look too high. <laughs> yeah, this is too low. It's too strange. It's too high. <laughs> it's such a. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Um, so, but to that point, uh, those were the fun ones. And like I said, after I'm, we're going to find a fun way to end the show, regardless of what's going on in Blue Jays baseball or whatever here. But then hopefully we'll have some in-season highlights that we can start sharing with some people and ending on a high note. Yeah. It's like my friends that are comedians always say, you, you make sure you end on a joke and then you just walk away. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so. 
Yeah, it's it's you know it's but. it's I, I like to be able to talk about the lighter stuff, uh, you know, and and we're st- going to start to get into some some heavy water here where some guys aren't going to make this team, some guys that we probably want, you know, and, and again for the viewers that are, are coming in and out, you know, throw your rosters up there. Let's see what you guys are thinking. See who you think is going to make this team. Like like give us your surprises, give us your dark horses. Um, it gives us fodder to talk about, and um, you know we want to be able to. And and just to be clear, you're not. We're not going to just start talking about. It. We actually put your name up, kind of in. Yeah. I can't track to the right spot. Kind of right down here. Yeah. <laughs> you, you're yeah. whatever you say on the we'll, show. We we'll, display. Everybody gets to see. Is it? We'll and Facebook stalk you. Yeah, we'll Facebook stalk yes. you and put pictures up that you have on your Facebook and and really embarrass you. No, we won't do that. Um, yeah, but no. it's you know, I I think we're finally getting to a point here now where you know I think that that for the most part this Jays roster is set and like you said they might be the only team that's as set as they are other than the Dodgers the Dodgers don't have a whole lot of of you know flux but in who they have have. that whole gelling problem they have to figure out too yeah There's a I know a lot of new looks in that dugout well and a, a lot, lot of egos looks. holy monkey like imagine that the egos that but are they're in coming that into dugout. is the yeah, but they're coming into the Dougie that is owned by Mookie Betts, who is probably one of the best pure athletes I have ever seen. And a great dude. Guy? Great dude. Yeah. So you, out of all things that random people could do in the offseason for baseball, do you know he actually competes on the the, the professional bowling association's yeah, actual I, tour? In so the do you know how that whole thing started? So there's I a guess bunch he was of guys around. No, a bunch. Yeah. This is seriously, and you can you can look this back up. So Kevin Hart yeah. and um, Steph Curry started bowling, and so they were bowling, okay. and they 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 had teams, and then they started this league, and they were getting all mm-hmm. these different guys involved with it, and it was mostly guys that were in nice. the the L.A. you know California area, and. I mean, mm. if you're as athletic as those guys are, you're going to be good. Like Steph Curry was an unbelievable right. bowler. So was um, who's the guy that's such a jerk? Oh, Traymond Green, the guy. I mean, but I mean, he can like he can palm he a, can roll. A, he can a palm, a, you know, a, a, a bowling ball. Hey, look, so, I got a gumball. Yeah. So <laughs> and, and it was interesting. I remember watching some of it. Like Kevin Hart would then have like special guests on his team, and they had a whole bunch of. And Mookie Betts was bowling at like a like a two eighty two ninety. And they were like, well, maybe you should do this. Like, you're almost better at this you than you are at baseball. It's like, um, yeah. do you know Dustin? Baseball you know, pays a little bit better, I would yeah. think, than pro bowling. But do you remember Dustin Buffalo? <laughs> you get more beer, but pro bowling. Yeah. Do you remember no, Dustin Buffalo? No, I Buffalo? do not. So he was a, a, a forward and defenseman, played for the Winnipeg Jets. Huge guy. If you ever want to watch a highlight reel of devastating hits and probably the most, the scariest guy you ever saw in it wearing an NHL jersey, it's by Fuglin is his last name. Um, he was 33 for the Jets. Um, he had he had a bit of a mental breakdown a couple of years ago in the NHL and decided that what he wanted to do was go be a professional bass fisherman. And that's what he does now. So he had a great NHL career. He was worried about his brain. He was worried about having to fight guys and all this other stuff. And he said, you know what I really like doing? I really like fishing. So I've got enough money. I'm going to go fish. So it's, At the end of the day, you gotta have something to do that you love doing. And you Jason, gotta be able to do to it. Be able, we good enough friends that we can just chit chat and goof around on here every day. You know, we wanted to, but there's that whole other things going on. But I'm glad we get to do this once a week and maybe yep. more eventually. But we'll see. Yep. Um, but on that note, anything else you would like to add? Nothing, buddy. Good deal. All right. So anyone, anyway, we'll cheers game on that one and get moving on here. And Blue Jays fans. 
thank you again. Like we were talking about, make sure you join the conversation here on the official barroom chat of for Blue Jays fans as part of the official podcast for jaysjournal.com and fansite.com. We are here. We want to chat. We want to have you on the show. We will do whatever we can to have more conversations with Toronto Blue Jays fans. Hence the reason we're going to have a few other people on here in the next few weeks, and we're going to have some fun prepping for Major League Baseball season early here spring. So make sure you join us on lives Monday evenings, 7 o'clock Eastern time, and we will obviously have you here. And if you happen to miss us, make sure you join us wherever you can get your podcasting pleasures from, whether it's Spotify, Apple, wherever we are there. I promise you we're on all social media that you can humanly possibly think out. Like I said, please help us get that TikTok up to the thousand so we can start live streaming to that too. And we will greatly appreciate it. So we're going to have some fun new ways for us to have some fun here together. So make sure you are tuning in. And I'm even toying with the fact that I've been opening up baseball cards here over the weeks and whatnot on Friday evenings here on this show too, that I might just start rewarding some listeners with those baseball cards. So you might want to start listening in. <laughs> and just to be this person, I know this one would be really hard for me to part with, but I did pull this last week on the show. This is a hopefully an omen, Jason, that we get yeah, a going, going yard. yard. Going yard. Red foil, too. This is the higher-end one, too. This is the harder-to-get one. So make it easy. But we'll see what else we can get out to everybody, and we'll have some fun. And like I said, just make sure you join us, and we'll have chit-chats. So on that note, Jason, one, two, three. Woo! Let's go, Blue Jays.